At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner. Presented by Bet Rivers. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Veasan, and we got some big news here on the Broncos and the Bills. A little line move going on for this preseason game coming up on Saturday. Mark Springer, my buddy, uh, going to talk some baseball. Some Nassim Kadri, who's on the move from the Avalanche, talk a little football preseason betting. Uh, also, Nugget schedule is out, and while I wanted to do some shtick and go through every 82 games. Uh, on the schedule was just released. I'm not going to. Plus, Jamal Murray looking pretty good right now. But let's get right into this, okay? Uh, Mark Springer again, coming up soon. Broncos Bills. Okay, so this morning, I wake up. I'm going through the news, and all of a sudden, boom! The Bills are going to be playing their starters, quote-unquote, a significant amount. All right, so let's just go back to last year. Three preseason games. They used Josh Allen in the third preseason game. He threw the ball 26 times. He played the first half, and he wasn't very good. Okay, he was pretty slow that game. Um, But this is huge news. The starters, not only is the offense going to start, Von Miller expected to play against the Broncos. First time he's ever gone against his former team. So that'll be interesting too. Uh, But here are the lines. So, I'll say this again with the total. The total opened 39 and a half. Then it went to 40. Then it went to 41. 41 and a half. I'm seeing 42s around. Right now it's sitting at 41 and a half. Juice to the over, minus 114, minus 107 to the under. Okay? I like a 42 here. I'm going to hit an under. I'll have the official play tomorrow. We'll see where this line ends up. 
The side, again, uh, went from one to three to four to five to five and a half, seeing it at six some places. So Buffalo on Bet Rivers, minus five and a half, minus 117. Broncos plus five and a half, minus 104. You know, what is the issue here with backing the Broncos? They're getting points on the road. Uh, this Josh Allen and Buffalo thing scares me. It really does. I can see the total falling under, but as far as um, the side here, listen, the Bills got out to a big lead. Or actually, the Bills were behind the Colts. Then the Bills came back, had a big finish with uh, Matt Barkley. I don't see that happening again this week. This is why I still lean heavily to the under. This Broncos defense is just awesome, man. I, I truly believe it. Even the backups here, they're so aggressive. You go back to Bradley Chubb. We got to defend our practice facility. Like, who the hell does that? This is just a bunch of aggressive, mean dudes. And honestly, I feel like they're a little bothered because they're getting overshadowed by Russell Wilson in the offense. But if this team wins, I say this again, they got to run the ball. They got to play defense. I think they can do both. So just because Josh Allen's in there against the second team defense, it's not like they can't get to him. And it's not like Allen is just magically going to turn into the MVP here in a preseason game. Uh, so just think about that for a minute. KJ Hamler's practicing. Hopefully he comes back. That would be nice uh, to see there. But again, it's just a humongous bit of news here for this game. Again, uh, now what else could happen if the Brown, if the Broncos um, are, are, playing their backups, the Bills playing their starters, well, that would downgrade the Broncos' offense some. You hope there's no pick sixes or turnovers deep in your own zone, but just because the Bills get the, get the bump in the first half, I would think that the offense for the Broncos kind of goes backwards. I don't want to say it nullifies it because it might add a couple of points to this game, but because the Broncos are facing the Bills' starters for whether it be a quarter or a half, it doesn't just work one way. It works both ways. As far as the quarterback situations as the backups, Barkley had a nice game. I don't see him having a nice game again. Our old buddy Case Keenum, yeah, he's going to be out there. I'm not a Case Keenum guy against this defense. I do think that the Broncos offense is going to have a tougher time scoring this week. I do think the Bills will put up some points. They'll get into the double digits. But once again, and I'll make this official tomorrow. We'll see where this line goes. I'd like to get a 42 and a half. If it's 42, I will back it right now. It's at 41 and a half. And that was number one on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Okay, let's get into the next one here. Number two on the front range for that'd be the Nuggets. Saw some video, our buddy Joel Rush from Forbes, he put out there. Uh, Jamal Murray is back in action, looking good. He's cutting. Remember when I talked about this earlier in the week, he had talked to Fox Sports Australia, and uh, he said, listen, if, if I had played in the playoffs, I would not have been uh, near 100%. I still think he, uh, he would have helped them in the playoffs. But, you know, they, they were totally dominated by the Warriors. So how much? Would they want another game in that series? Maybe. Uh, anyways, Nuggets schedule dropped last night. I'm not going to go through all 82 games like I, I wanted to because this is what sports radio people do in football. They'll go through the 17-game schedule. Oh, this is a win. This is a loss. This is a win. But 82 is a little excessive, isn't it? 
speaking of Jamal Murray, since this schedule is dropped, Murray is going to make his home debut October 22nd. It's against OKC, an 18-month ACL rehab. You could check out Jamal Murray at home October 22nd. I expect a buzz there, and I expect a humongous standing ovation for a very important piece of the puzzle here in Denver. Uh, also, some other games that stood out to me. Sixers, Nuggets, pair of games there. January 28th. We got to wait till next year for both matchups. It's a nationally televised game on ABC. Shouldn't be blacked out, right? I don't think so. No, 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 no. Anything that's not on NBA TV uh, will not be blacked out. But you got the two-time MVP in Jokic. You got a salty Embiid. He thought he should be the MVP. He wasn't, and he's not. Uh, so that'll be fun. You know, Philly fans will be all over Jokic. Come back here for Embiid. I'm sure there'll be a lot of MVP, MVP chance for Jokic. So you've got two games there, January 28th and March 27th. I love the fact we get a nationally televised game with Jokic and Embiid. That should be a lot of fun. In total, 28 nationally televised games for the Nuggets. That's a big number. Here's the catch. <laughs> 12 of those games are on NBA TV. So 16 nationally televised games. ESPN, TNT, ABC. 12 on NBA TV, blacked out locally. Um, again, you got to go out of your way. To get these games, uh, I will do it again. I'll have two different uh, broadcast providers. It's just what we have to do. It's what we got to do. So uh, we'll deal with that. Nuggets have just two back-to-backs in October. That allows Murray and Michael Porter Jr. to be a little more rested, playing a, an extra game or two. And per procedural, which is a pretty cool analytics website, um, Denver has the easiest strength of schedule factoring travel and rest. That is huge, especially in a league where you're playing so much to have the best strength of schedule. And that has to do uh, with rest. Oh, it's so important during the regular season and even the postseason. So many guys are taking off. So I'm excited about this season coming up. I'm excited about the season opener at Utah, October 19th, two days later at Golden State. When, when I promised I wouldn't go through all 82, so I'm not going to do that. Settle down, Kushner. Settle down here. Uh, the Lakers always a popular draw. That'll be game five, the second home game, October 26th at home against the Lakers. So lots to be excited about with the Nuggets and the season. I mean, look, what are we, two months away from the season tipping off? August, September, two months. How is that possible? We're only two months away. It feels like it just ended. Three weeks away from the NFL opener with the Rams and the Bills. Things are starting to heat up. Everything's getting closer. I absolutely love it. All right, let's move on. Number three on the front range four. Before we do that, I want to let you know that Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game of this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combo. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. Make your baseball same game parlays today. You got to be 21, located in Colorado. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. Two other things. I'm going to get to Deshaun Watson in just a second. I want to give you some preseason team betting trends, though, okay? 
Uh, and you could apply them the way that you want to. We were talking about Chicago and um, yeah, we got that Chicago Seattle game tonight, right? And if you bet preseason right now, Seahawks three and a half point favorites at home to the Bears. Again, no Drew Locke, but Geno Smith's their starter anyways. Well, here's an interesting trend. Okay, the Bears. The Bears are 10 and three against the spread as an underdog. So maybe you want to back Chicago a little bit tonight at plus three and a half on Bet Rivers. I don't mind that at all. Uh, Cleveland, they will not have Deshaun Watson for any more of the preseason, I believe. I'm going to have to dig deeper into that, though. But Cleveland is on a 19 win, three loss, one push streak in the preseason to the under. Ooh, that's kind of interesting. You want another team that's been run into the under? Go look at the Cleveland Browns this week. We're going to see a lot of Jacoby Brissett, aren't we? Anyways, that total is 37 and a half, one of the lowest totals on the board. As a matter of fact, if I'm correct, that is tied for the lowest total on the board. So the books know that too. The books know that trend too. And they also know the players are a little bit shady. I, I, going back to that Chicago thing, I might back I might back that at a quarter unit, just back the Bears. I got to see how much Fields is playing tonight, but uh, that might be a play. And you want to hit me up on Twitter, at Holden Radio, to see where I am with that? By all means, go ahead. Uh, Green Bay, 9-1 and one against the spread as a favorite. Uh, against the spread. So this is not just, hey, listen, uh, money line. This, this is spread. They've been covering spreads. We talk about this Ravens thing where they've covered like 18 of or 19 of 21 games. Well, the Packers minus three and a half against the Saints minus 103. That game is at Lambeau Field. So think about that for a second if you want to look at another one. Uh, the Giants 16 and four against the spread as underdogs in the preseason. Now you kind of got, I don't want to say you take this as a grain of salt, but you know, you got a new coach there, but there is something to these trends happening for such a long time. The Giants one, though, again, new head coach. Don't know how excited I am about it. Uh, I have been able to kind of understand the thought process with Nathaniel Hackett here in Denver, just not liking the preseason, not liking playing guys. But uh, Giants minus 5.5, minus 112. They are home against Cincinnati. That will be a Sunday game. And uh, Buffalo, again, they've won their last nine games. Averaging almost 26 points per game. So again, kind of uncomfortable going to the under there, but I love this Broncos defense. Even if it's the second stringers against Josh Allen, listen, they get 10, 14 points. I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to put up many points against the Bill starters though. So it kind of, kind of evens things out. Anyways, preseason betting trends brought to you by Bet Rivers. Okay, number four on the front range floor, Deshaun Watson. Oh boy. Deshaun Watson struck a deal, 11 games, $5 million. 11 games suspension, $5 million. Uh, which is, again, why when that five-game suspension uh, ruling came down from the judge, uh, everybody freaked out. I'm like, this is not going to be the final ruling. The NFL is not going to let this stand. Goodell is in charge of this. Goodell doesn't want this. Goodell actually gets to play the hero for one time. Because he's the guy levying the discipline against the guy that is universally hated around the NFL. Of course, you get that 10% that wants to back him. You did nothing wrong. Well, too bad. So Watson, ironically, again, 
slated to return in week 13 against Houston. Team that drafted him, replayed for a while. Browns owner Jimmy Haslam on whether or not he's comfortable having Deshaun Watson on his team. Absolutely 100%, he said. GM Andrew Berry, we believe Deshaun has strong positive qualities. What a bunch of bull malarkey. I'll go, I'll go with malarkey here. I wanted to say something else, and you know that. Come on, man. You know this guy's a predator. You don't care, though, because he's the best quarterback that you guys have had since Bernie Kosar. You know, I've lost so much respect for these jabronis. Jimmy Haslam already a disaster as an owner. One of the most uh, dysfunctional organizations out there. Of course he's comfortable having Deshaun Watson. They don't care. When he comes back, they'll, they'll forget about it and try and move on. Not the fans. I can't wait to see Deshaun Watson when he goes on the road. What he gets, he deserves all of it. Deshaun Watson, though, on why he apologized. For everyone that was affected by this situation, he apologized because there were a lot of people that were triggered. I mean, is that not the worst apology in the history of the world? He still really doesn't believe he did anything wrong. And I think just the sheer number of women that have come out, even if not all of them are telling the truth, there's still got to be a big chunk there. Uh, the judge that looked into this, the league that looked into this, the Sean Watson, not a good guy. Glad he's getting suspended. Glad he's losing $11 million and hopefully, uh, or $5 million and hopefully he misses at least another game so he doesn't get his base pay uh, in year number one here. Coming back with Mark Springer. Our buddy from Altitude 92.5, Nassim Kadri, headed to Calgary. Kadri's going to the Calgary Flames. Talk to him about that. Some baseball bets, breakdown Broncos and Bills preseason as well. Next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. You must be 21. Got to be located in Colorado, and if you have a gambling problem, please call. 1-800-522-4700. All right, it's time to catch up with Mark Springer because it is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers and Springer this week. Uh, chilling, he's got a little vacation time and he has a whole bunch of time to marinate on Nassim Kadri going to Calgary for seven years, man. I know everybody wanted him back here, but no way in hell that the abs were going to match that. And I'm kind of surprised you didn't go to the Islanders. What's up Springer. Hey, Holden. Yeah. Just chilling this week and next, but uh, still petting that baseball. I'll tell you that. And yeah, it's, you know, learning this morning that Nazem Kadri is signing with the Calgary flames. Looked like he was going to go to the New York Islanders. Um, but you know, perhaps uh, the, the flames just offered more per year. And, you know, the flames were, one of those teams that as soon as they lost Johnny Gaudreau, as soon as he broke their hearts and decided to sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they offered Gaudreau like $12 million a year. Um, and then after that, like the ripple effect was that Matthew Kachuk, who was a restricted free agent, said, okay, uh, well, I'm not signing a long-term deal here. So they were like, well, now we have to trade you. Traded him to the Panthers. 
And they got a good return to get Jonathan Huberdeau for Matthew Kachuk in that trade. Like, Huberdeau was a Hart Trophy candidate last year. And, and they you know, he was on kind of a bargain of a deal, but then they extended him to, like, a legit deal that he deserves. But that still meant that they had that cap space. So Kadri was a, a fit for the Flames. And, and so there you go. Goodbye, uh, Goudreau and Kachuk. Hello, Kadri and Huberdeau. If you're Calgary, I mean, that's not as young that's not as uh, young years-wise as uh, the youth of certainly a Kachuk and somewhat a Gaudreau, but talent-wise, you could do a lot worse. So good job, Calgary Flames, staying afloat there in the Western Conference. When I woke up this morning, I did not think the lead with Mark Springer was going to be the avalanche, but it is. Just real quick, like on the show with uh, Kreckman and Lindahl, how much avalanche is there? How much interest is there now this far departed from the – from the championship and on the heels as we sit here 21 days away from the NFL. Uh, it is definitely weighing down. I mean, there's just, you know, but beyond like uh, uh, what guys are doing with the cup, beyond like Kale McCard sipping Slurpees out of the cup looking adorable, it, there's nothing, you know? It's all about team moves and, you know, free agency literally it lasted two days and the only guy remaining was Nas. So, so today, you know, even though I'm not on the show, I imagine there will be a good amount of Nazem Kadri talk on 92.5 today as they as they now have a destination for him. I mean, we knew he was gone. We knew he wasn't going to resign here. That kind of became clear over the past couple of weeks. There was that little bit of hope, um, just the fact that he hadn't signed. It was like, well, are the abs still in this thing? Then it became clear that they kind of weren't. Uh, but yeah, they'll talk about Nas today, and we'll, they'll probably pay their respects because he's a legend. He's a Denver legend, no doubt about it now. You and I are going to end up talking some baseball here in a second, but I mean, I'm battling myself here. I had a under 41 and a half in the Broncos-Bills game. Now, Josh Allen, Von Miller, their starters are quote-unquote going to play a significant amount. My goodness, Buffalo's won nine straight preseason games, too. I can't back a, a, a minus five and a half or six, can I? So you got any thoughts on this? I, I'm still leaning toward the under for the sole fact that if the starters play for the Bills, I think that the offense for the Broncos is going to slow down. Um, but still, uh, every game went over last week, 14 to 17, with the exception one of those games here with the Broncos. I like the fire the Broncos have. Any thoughts on the Bills starters playing? Von Miller will play. And the total at 41.5 and the side between 5.5 and, and 6. Yeah, yeah. This is all really interesting. Um, I, let's start with the Bills. Because I think both of these teams, the Bills and the Broncos, last preseason games factor into this game. Uh, for the Bills, they hosted the Colts last Saturday afternoon. And... Uh, Case Keenum threw a couple picks, uh, and it looked like Indy was going to win that game. Matt Ryan started that game. Uh, they came back, took a lead right before the half, took a three-point lead. Uh, and then Sam Ellinger, the third-string uh, quarterback, after Nick Foles came in and he played okay, and then Sam Ellinger really played well. And it, they took a two-touchdown lead, looked like the Colts were going to beat the Bills. as, Like I said, Case Keenum threw those two interceptions. But then Matt freaking Barkley started to play well and the bills scored 17 unanswered points uh and they came back and they won that game also didn't help that indy went to their fourth string quarterback to kill that uh that momentum that uh ellinger provided them but my point is that okay matt barkley comes in and plays well 
as their third-string quarterback. And yeah, Keenum threw the two picks, but he was throwing for decent yardage. So that is certainly a concern with this game that, you know, Josh Allen's going to play, and Keenum is Keenum is a serviceable backup for sure. And then if Matt Barkley's going to play well as your third-string quarterback, that's good news if you like the Bills minus six. And yeah, clearly this money has moved in the Bills' direction. It was about minus five, now it's minus six. Uh, I'm not surprised that Broncos-Cowboys went under. You know, I've seen Josh Johnson and Brett Rippon out at practice. Didn't impress me at all, really. Josh Johnson had a couple throws that were okay. Uh, knowing that it was going to be the Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci show, the under was a pick I loved in that game, and, and it did hit. And then the Broncos, you know, they did play well. They won by 10. Uh, we're up 17 there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, your concern with the under is really do the Bills start pouring points on. But that Broncos defense, even second and third string, has some depth with some solid depth cornerbacks, some solid depth defensive backs. Um, a Caden Stearns is playing a good chunk of the game. P.J. Locke is starting the game. He's another safety who had an interception against the against the Cowboys and some depth cornerbacks. I don't really need to get into their names, but uh, the de the depth of the Broncos' defense is solid enough, and that 42 seems high. That even though Matt Barkley, you know, you might sweat out. Oh, could he put up some late points for the Bills? I don't trust Josh Johnson. I don't trust trust that Brett Rippon. So, yeah, under 42 is the play. Probably Bills minus six as well, but I would feel comfortable with that under 42. Well, I'm going to hit this in two ways, okay? And, and I think I am going to hit that 42. There's no way that I'm backing the Ravens at minus 200. I mean, last week I did it at minus 180. That's fine. Took the spread as well. Um, you could bet the Ravens here. What are we talking now? I, I don't even remember what the line is. 20? They've won 20, something like 20, 21 straight. So I'm going to hammer the Bills money line, which unfortunately has hopped up from plus 215 to minus 220, 245. And then just pair that with the Ravens. I don't do parlays very often, but I'm not like this gigantic spender when it comes to, I, I, we're talking quarter unit bets here. Maybe half unit bets in the preseason. Minus 250 for the Ravens. And then you throw a minus 245 in there for the Bills. If you really want to get crazy, Mahomes and the Chiefs are playing their starters. But I can get Ravens, Bills at minus 104. Don't love a parlay. Loved it when I got plus 108 earlier this morning. But that's another way I can handle it. See, I like that strategy. Uh, you, you might be averse to that. I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm do it. Plays. But look. If you could parlay two minus 200 favorites that you like, that you have good reason as to why you think they win, because sometimes, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, like, I'll bet Bills minus six, but guess what? They win by four. And, you know, you get halves. You get halves right there between the spread and, and the money line. Uh, and, yeah, dude, the, the Ravens are primed to keep this preseason winning streak going. So that's definitely a money line pick that I would look at and say, yeah, I'll throw that in a parlay because you're right. You probably don't want to do a straight up bet on minus 230. You got to bet significantly more money to make something that you feel comfortable making it worth your while. Um, Colt McCoy, I guess, will get the run for the first half of that game. Uh, Ty Huntley, like we talked about recently, Holden, he's a good backup quarterback. So, mm -hmm. and the Ravens, they want to keep this streak going. I see that this streak stays alive until their third and final preseason game. Can they go undefeated 
in another preseason. Uh, so, yeah, both those money lines to get you right around plus money. I think that's a strategy that I like. For example, tonight in Major League Baseball, I think a lot of people are going to want to do something parlay-wise with that Padres game late against the Nationals. A lot of people are going to throw you Darvish in the Padres uh, coming in at like minus, I'm checking right now, minus 380. It's high, but a lot of people are going to do that. They're going to throw that money line in there just because, mm-hmm. look, it's a pretty solid juice pick. And do they? does that burn you sometimes? Of course it could burn you sometimes. But uh, I t- take the Padres and that example out of it. I like the Bills to win. I like the Ravens to win. That That's a good parlay to make, in my opinion. Yeah, my whole thing is that it's tough to win one bet. Now you're putting two in there. It is preseason, but again, now th- this is why we get an edge in the preseason, right? We know that the Broncos are playing backups. We know that Josh Allen's going to get quote unquote significant time. I mean, I get it, but let's also not forget Josh Allen. You know, he t- when he's taken time off before he's come out, he looked a little sluggish at the beginning of last year. Really didn't play very much. So, yeah, the more I'm talking, this is why I like to talk it out with guys that know what they're doing. Then too, because I kind of feel like. That 42 is still too high. And if this is set last week, it's probably 39 and a half where this thing opened. That's what I, I think it's an under. Yeah. It's an under it's an 40 total. To the, to the points scored across the league last week. 42 is a high number for a preseason game. Yeah, it is. 42 is definitely a high number for a preseason game. And uh, it might get bet up some more. It might get bet up some more, but... Uh, that's where I'm standing right now. What about baseball? I mean, the Rockies and the Cardinals have already started. I took the Cardinals first five minus a half, and then um, got a Nolan Gorman, a, a total bases over one and a half. I think he has a nice day today. Talk to me here. What's on the baseball card? We got day baseball and we got some night baseball. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's a weird thing about today is uh, a lot of games during the day. So hopefully your CityCast viewers, are, are they're locked in. Uh, because a lot of these picks are gonna gonna be you know coming into play here in just a couple hours, uh, and then we do have a few night games as well. But one game that I really do like today, um, and this one is a is a one o'clock Mountain game. I like the Orioles to beat the Cubs. This is actually my favorite pick of the day. Uh, the Orioles just took two of three in Toronto against a you know really solid lineup. And it was the Orioles pitching that was really able to kind of neutralize the Blue Jays and get out of some early jams and keep these uh, some low-scoring games until yesterday when the Blue Jays finally did get theirs. Um, but it's also that Orioles bullpen is under very, very underrated. Uh, Spencer Watkins is one of these random older starting pitchers, kind of a journeyman who's now finally getting some run against Adrian Sampson, who did pitch in the KBO. And I kind of like him as a solid mid-level pitcher, but... It's back in Baltimore. The O's are hot. Uh, they're making a push for an AL wildcard spot here. And at minus 155, I think that's a lot of good value that you could, you know, you could take straight up or you could parlay it with something like the Padres tonight at minus 380, and that gets you to plus money. Um, I know that you said that the Cardinals are already underway. That was a really good value, minus 220 money line. Cardinals are already up one nothing. Um, the rest of the day is kind of interesting. Hold on, time out. How the hell do you bet minus two twenty money lines of baseball? How do you do this? Yeah. Like tonight, here for for example, and I've been t- I've been jumping on this because you're seeing so many. You usually don't see them in August. This is a September thing, but like Toronto minus four hundred ends up losing the Royals. Half their team was out. 
I've hit multiple <laughs> plus 200 bets recently. And tonight, just for the hell of it, because the Nationals are plus 310 in San Diego, I threw a quarter unit down on the Nats, just betting the number here. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how are you successful long-term when you're consistently betting minus 200s, man? Because the, the look, you're right. No minus 200 or minus 400, even as you alluded to with the Blue Jays, is is a guarantee. But nor is any pick. You know, so yeah. when I look at the Padres tonight against the Nationals. I mean, this is going to be Juan Soto. Now, Juan Soto did go to D.C. The Nationals went to D.C. and the Nationals took at least one of those games in D.C. against the Padres. But it's going to be Juan Soto's debut at home against his former team, yeah. at least. Um, so, you know, I mean. If you if you want to play it, instead of looking at the entire board, you know what I'm saying, and looking at Jacob DeGrom at Max Freed tonight, which to me is a really tough pick. That's a really tough one. Obviously, a lot of people are going to like Jacob DeGrom in that one. I probably would lean the Mets in Jacob DeGrom. He has looked like an absolute beast since he's come off the IL here this past couple weeks. It's like he needed no time to get back into form. So, I mean, I'll throw that out there as well. My lean would be Mets over Braves. Uh, but there's no I, – I, I can't pick that with certainty. My lean would also be under seven in that game because it's Freed versus DeGrom. But my most comfortable pick, the one that I feel the most comfortable with, is the Padres to beat the Nationals, even though it's <laughs> – Of course you should. Of course I should. But if I parlay it with the Orioles, another pick that, again, I like, yeah. that I just feel comfortable with, all of a sudden I'm at plus 107 odds. So that's my logic behind parlaying the Padres and the Orioles. Yeah, I always, uh, it's tough to get one game right, get two games right, good luck. NFL preseason, I could do it. Baseball, man. But all right, I like it. That's that's the selections today. What's going on on the show, my friend? How's life going? And by the way, as I tape this live here, you'll be listening to this later on today. First five of the Cardinals are already up two zip in the first. God, the Rockies suck. God, they're bad. That was another money line. I was, I, I, trust me, I was all over the Cardinals as well. That one made too much sense. Oh, God, that's a lot. Um, so you're taking the week off, and yeah. we'll see you back next week, right? Um, now I'm taking next week off as well. I'm getting my PTO in before football season, before NFL. Great season. idea. Great idea, man. Yeah. I like that a lot. Good idea. What do you think about the Seahawks and the Bears tonight? You on that at all? No, and I'll tell you why. Um, I'm looking at Geno Smith. I I don't know what's going on with Seattle. Is Pete Carroll, I tried to find this. Is he playing as starters besides? Like, if they're playing, if they are playing DK Metcalf, who has a really good connection with Geno, I could look at that. On the other side, you've got Justin Fields probably going out there. It, to me, that's more of a that's more of a live betting opportunity if I see something. That I like. I won't, I won't go pregame there. So, so I mean, one thing that I, you know, when I started looking into this game last night, and again, you know, I mean, I'm focused on baseball with my time off right now. I'm not really on Twitter looking at the daily NFL preseason news. If I, you know, if I'm looking at a game to bet, I'll, I'll jump into the news, which I did last night as I dove into Seahawks Bears. Our boy Drew Locke has COVID. He does. That's why I said Geno Smith and a bunch of jabronis behind him. Oh, man, this is this is an interesting thing that Drew Locke has COVID because on one hand, Geno Smith could just grab this job tonight. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, though, when Geno comes out and Jacob Eason goes in, and he's a guy that I don't trust, 
Does Trevor Simeon keep the Bears in this game? That hook at three and a half is really scary. Uh, so, yeah, this is a tough one to bet. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Geno goes out and just steals that job tonight. Or maybe he, he plays like trash and Drew Locke wins the job while having COVID. But, yeah, this is a really tough one tonight. I just find it hilarious that Drew Locke got COVID. Um, Again, second time I think he got it. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I got COVID I, I, months ago. I, if dude, if they beat the if they beat the Broncos week one, could you imagine? Like I'm just looking at this. I'm starting to lean heavily toward the Seahawks though, with plus five and a half. I just don't like taking teams on the road with that much. You give me five and a half at home in a game where Russell Wilson is debuting. But if it is a situation where they actually beat them, oh my god. That could derail some stuff. Cause that's one of those games on the schedule you look at, you go, they gotta win this thing, man. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta win the ones you're supposed to win because the schedule gets tougher. Um, and that's a weird line. Seahawks plus, and I, in a lot of places it's plus four and a half. And like I would have opened this at Seahawks plus six and a half, Broncos minus six and a half. Like I, I, I think the Broncos should be bigger favorites. I know that 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 the road favorites they are right now is nothing really to sneeze at, but still, I'd have it even bigger, which tells me that you know whenever I see a line that's a little closer than I'd have it, and a lot of people are going to undervalue the Seahawks because of their quarterback situation. But Pete Carroll's going to coach this game like it's it's his Super Bowl. This is an extremely yes. important game to Pete Carroll. I'm not saying it's not important to Russell Wilson. Of course, he wants to win. But Pete Carroll has more control over his entire operation than Russell Wilson does as the quarterback. He can only control what he can control. Pete Carroll's going to pull out all the bells and whistles. So the Broncos should win that game if you just go on paper. But, yeah, that's an interesting line. And there's some interesting dynamics with it being a home Monday night game. Uh, Pete Carroll trying to coach really for his life. He's going to die? Oh, yeah. His, oh, God. His, his ego. His uh, ego is on the line. I'll say all right. that. This, this just went a direction uh, that I didn't think it was going to go, my friend. So, anyways, how do they find you on social media? Do you have TikTok yet? No. I don't know. I no TikTok, no Instagram. I'm stubborn. Uh, Twitter at Mark A. Mark. Beautiful. Thank you, Mark A. Mark. Appreciate that. I'll have an official bet uh, tomorrow on the Bills uh, and the Broncos for Stephen Jung, our producer. My name's Holden. Thanks for checking out the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers.